This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Vibrant Raw Living. I'm your host, Victoria Madian. Join me on a journey of discovering your infinite potential. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I'm joined with my friend, Cortland Anderson, and he's the founder of Om Bucha. He's also a massage therapist, and he has many multi-talented things and many talents that he's done in his past that we're going to get into today. So thank you for joining me, Cortland. Thank you for having me, Victoria. I'm so happy to have you here. So let's get right into it. I want to get into the roots of, you know, your foundations in life. So where are you from originally and where did you grow up? I'm from beautiful San Diego, California, and I couldn't ask for a better place to be raised. Um, you know, I had great summers. Yes. My family's here. I had a great upbringing here in San Diego. And what part of San Diego were you in? North Park. Oh, okay, North nice. Park. So I've seen a oh, change. Oh, yeah, wow. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't hear the, about too many people growing up in North Park. Like a lot of people end up moving there later on in life. But what was that? A lot of my like? friends have moved out of North Park and moved to the Midwest or to Arizona just because it's cheaper. You mm-hmm. know, it's very, it's, San Diego's gotten a lot more expensive in the last years. Um, But yeah, I'm like one of the only ones left still. That stuck around. Yeah. Yeah. So were there any interests you had early on in childhood or lessons that you learned that applied from your childhood as you got older? Were there any like sports or any things you got involved in from a young age or just, you know, things that were shared from mentors or older figures in your life that kind of stuck with you or even grandparents, people like that? I never played many sports in, when I was a kid. My dad always tried to make me get into something, but mm-hmm. I never stuck with it because I'm like, uh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather just go play by myself or go create something by myself. Yeah. I was very introverted as mm-hmm. a kid. I uh, still am today. Um, but I've always liked tinkering with things, science projects, or making some, um, some kind of experiment or doing something in my room and then showing it to people. That was my kind of way of socializing is, is creating something and then showing, sharing mm-hmm. it with people. Yeah, so interesting. I guess that's it carries on to yeah, today. Totally, yeah. totally, totally. So now, as you were growing up, you did eventually come out to your parents about being gay. So what what was your kind of experience with that, and how how supportive were your parents, and what kind of advice would you give to people that are going through that process, and even parents that are, you know, maybe on the experiencing end of. Um, mm-hmm. their child coming out. Uh, I was very fortunate in that both of my parents were accepting of me when I came out. Um, I kind of didn't do it in like a, hey, let's sit down. I'm yeah. I'm gay. You know, it wasn't that that easy. I kind of like snuck it in there here and there. I asked my dad to take me and my boyfriend at the time, who we thought was just a friend, to um, a dance um, at UCSD or s- somewhere. And um he didn't know it was a gay party until we were driving up and we asked the guy for directions like, hey, where's the UCSD party? And he's like, oh, the gay one? And then I was like, oh, no, I felt so embarrassed because I didn't know how my dad was going to react. But he was fine with it. You know, um, I think growing up here in San Diego, we have Hillcrest. Right. And there's a lot of exposure to gay yeah. lifestyle. So they didn't have too big of a problem. I had more of a problem with coming to terms with it myself because I knew that it wasn't accepted in the world. Mm-hmm. I knew that I was going to have problems in school, especially with kids teasing me and not really being able to be myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but having that family, it made me forget about anything else. Totally. You know? 
Because if my family has my back, then I really don't need yeah. friends to accept me. And later on, I found friends, found my community. Right. But at first, um, coming to terms with it myself was the hardest thing. So um, I would say to anyone that knows anyone that is going through it, just try to be accepting. Be, listen, you yeah. know, to what people are going through and, and, and what they're feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And having seen, I mean, I grew up dancing with boys that were gay. I had gay, like, ballet instructors. It was something that really wasn't, like, I didn't find anything wrong with it growing up. I didn't see it as anything weird or just like, oh, okay, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was actually a really beautiful part of my life is just being open-minded to the creativity and the expression of people. And you kind of see past those things and you see, like, the beauty of a person. And I think that's one of the things that I always really um, try to do in all aspects mm-hmm. when it comes to, you know, and that kind of comes from yoga of just, like, acknowledging the spirit in a person rather than exactly. judging all the external um, aspects of it, but also keeping an open mind about, you know, there are certain constructs of society. There are certain people that are more conservative than others, like whatever it is, but everybody has a right to be happy and we live in America and things it, are changing. It's so 2019 it's for <laughs> yes, God's sake. It is. If you are offended by what someone else is doing behind closed doors that has nothing to do with you, then you need help. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely, it becomes like a more of a personal problem. So what is your advice towards others about like being accepting towards another person's differences or like sexuality or any of that stuff? Well, I would say what, what you said is, yeah. is look at the spirit in the person totally. instead of what they're coming to you yeah. as, you know, mm-hmm. um, because we can we're all spiritual beings. We can connect on that. Yeah. You know, we might have different skin color, mm-hmm. different upbringings, but we all have that spiritual um, that that human experience from a spiritual being yeah. that we're going through. So we can all connect on that. Yeah. And I think like regardless of whatever people's struggles are that they're going through in their life too, for everybody that's different in their life, whatever adversity you face. And a lot of people face adversity in a different way. I have to say most people for the first time when they're going through like middle school and high school, but that's something that carries on throughout life. Mm-hmm. And some people even experience it a lot earlier. So, um, I think it's always important to remember to just like be kind and encouraging to people when they're going through that kind of stuff. And I'm really grateful that your parents were so supportive of you because, you know, that is really, really important. And I know not everybody has that, you know, regardless of whatever their life is. Sometimes people really don't have the support of their family. So, Which is why it's even more important that we treat each other well mm-hmm. because you never know what that person is going home yeah. to. They might be going home to family that doesn't even care about totally. them. So yeah. if we can be that one person that says, oh, I see you, yeah. you know? Yeah, I'll be giving in that way. Yeah. You know, we can give to one person and that can create, create like a ripple effect and not just giving physical things, but thoughts, attention, admiration, you totally. know, just in a lot of different ways and can be a really positive thing. So... Moving on, so after high school, you began modeling. Now, what were your intentions behind that, and what was your experience like? Well, I knew in high school I wasn't immediately going to college as much as I wanted to. Mm -hmm. I knew that wasn't my path, Um, and I really liked the entertainment industry. And so I I was looking at, like, what can I do? I tried acting. I tried um, doing some modeling here in San Diego. And just modeling has just been sticking with me. It Mm -hmm. was a consistent thing since I was about 15 years old. Um, so I was researching, um, different modeling agencies in LA and I came across Ford models and I was like, oh, that's it. This is, Mm -hmm. this is what I want to be. 
And I told my mom, I was like, mom, I'm going to go to L.A. and I'm going to become a Ford model. And she's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and so after high school, I, I made it happen. I um, went up there and I had an aunt that was living there. So I was able to stay with her. Just hit the ground running, you know, um, contacting photographers to do photo shoots, kind of just working, networking for myself and, and really and pushing myself to, do, to, to live my dream that I wanted. So. And it takes that work and it takes that hustle, you know, it's like being in that, you know, realm of things as well. It's like there are certain sacrifices that you have to make. But if you I feel like if you really care about your craft, then it's not a sacrifice. You, no, you see it as a growth opportunity. It didn't and feel like you. a work at all. Mm-hmm. It was very enjoyable. Yeah. Because I had the passion, the fire Absolutely. inside of me to make this happen. You mm-hmm. know, I was, I did um, a couple of uh, extra shoots where I was on set for like 16 hours and mm-hmm. I got paid like $50 or something and <laughs> some meal. But I was happy to be there that whole yeah. time because I was soaking in every little thing, what the right. cameraman's doing, what the producers are doing, like just observing and, and being in that world and, and submerge, emerging myself into that. True. And a lot of people see, they don't necessarily be, see the, a lot of the behind the scenes of mm-hmm. how much stuff goes on as far as like, productions of movies television shows even just one image that they see in a magazine how much goes into that and i think you know being in the performing end of it you're there on stage and you go through a lot to get to that point just as like you do for a model there's a lot that goes into how what are your thoughts like how is your mental health how Mm -hmm. are you exercising how are you training how are you eating you know like how are you living your life on a day-to-day basis um that can all affect your your energy that you bring to that situation but there's so many other factors as far as like photo editors lighting you know securing a a good space location like Mm -hmm. there's so many different factors to it so i think you know for me growing up it was really emphasized to always respect every single person and when i was in college getting my degree in dance we had to work in a field that was other than what we were normally used to, which would be performing on stage. So I ended up doing a light board operating in the Potiker Theater at the La Jolla Playhouse, which was a very rewarding experience. And you could see how much having that background as a performer affected your ability to be with it as far as the timing and the precision of when certain lights were going to go. And like mm-hmm. just knowing certain things that made me, it was like a huge confidence boost for me to like have that added skill absolutely totally because you know a little bit more on what when you're as a performer when you're on stage you know what the camera or the lighting person is Mm -hmm. looking for or what their next move could be right so you kind of already are like in sync with that and that's the same thing with with me and and observing the photographers and what they were doing with you know reflecting the light and Mm -hmm. how it's you know it's all you just have to learn your craft and that's what i would recommend for anyone that wants to get into the industry is know your craft and know what you're what you're getting into mm-hmm. you know um, and why you're getting into it as well totally and i think one of the things about modeling and even performing arts is like the people are just like oh like i want the attention i want the yeah. admiration i want people to look at me and all this kind of stuff but it's really a lot about you're not there to show yourself you're there to show the work you're there to show the clothes mm-hmm. you're there to bring your energy to it but it's a collective effort to right. make that all happen yeah. Yeah. And I think that applies outside in life a lot as well. Even people that work in traditional business, it's like every single person has a key role that makes everything function mm-hmm. in that, in society, in the world, like everybody's part matters. So 
I think even if people think whatever they're doing in their life is not significant, it's like absolutely it is. Know, it absolutely is, and especially when you put your 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 own essence into mm-hmm. what you're doing. It just it turns it into just a mundane job into something that you're crafting and totally. giving to the world. Even yeah. if you're checking bags, you know, mm-hmm. it's you just have to put your own flavor into it. Totally, yeah. Who are some of your favorite clients that you worked with? Mm, I would say Nike was fun just mm-hmm. because I'm a huge fan of Nike and that was my first job and it was in uh, Malibu and I was running a tra- running on a trail and it was you know just a basic shot um, but it was just so fun and that was like my f- like I said it was my first official Ford job and so it was just like ah oh, yes this is it so I'll yeah. always remember that um, another one um, I did a uh, a uh, photo shoot or campaign actually for um, a UK uh, clothing company. It's like their Foot Locker out there. It's called JD Sports. Okay. And that one was huge. And um, I didn't get to go to the UK to see the actual work, but one of the assistants sent me a picture and I was in the stores, like on the giant window in the oh window. Oh my God. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, but there was a lot of them like that, like catalogs and um, I did some fashion shows. That was fun. That mm-hmm. That's really really um an adrenaline rush because yeah. you're preparing and you know that there's going to be a lot of people out there the lights are bright but when you get out there it's like all you see is lights so mm-hmm. it's like okay i can do this yeah. so the adrenaline it builds up builds up and then totally. it's like so chill mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a yeah good feeling. i know like i always talk about this with my dancers too it's like the funniest thing like regardless it doesn't matter if you just went to the bathroom like right before you're about to go on stage it's like you always feel like you have to go to the bathroom yes. you're just like oh my god but then yeah like when, when you're, you're out, out there, there you're just living your life exactly but that adrenaline is fun before you go on stage totally. you're just like oh blah, blah. <laughs> and then it's all fun after that so being in the industry like about how many years would you say you were like totally immersed in it like day in day out looking booking jobs like all that kind of stuff for four years okay a solid four years i was doing it um and uh when the, the hardest part was before i got with ford mm-hmm. because um, i was with smaller agencies so i had to even push the agencies a little bit to to you know work for me right and to make it make it happen um, because like I said, I, when I started, I was the one going out networking with photographers right. and getting my own mm-hmm. thing going. And so when I had agencies that didn't do that, I'm, you know, I'm like, okay, well, maybe I should look at another agency. So I've switched agencies a couple times. Um, so that was the hardest part. But when I got with Ford, it was like they were the ones that were carrying me through and, and getting me the jobs that I, I felt like I deserved. Right. It was my job to go in and perform. Mm-hmm. So being that you were in the industry for that amount of time, what were some of the dark sides that you saw of it? Because it can seem very glamorous and very, you know, high end and all this type of stuff. What were some of the dark sides that you, you saw when you were in it? Um, I, the parties. There's a lot of partying and you're, you know, you're pushed to socialize and network. Mm-hmm. And that can lead to, if you're not aware, it can lead to, you know, drugs um, because those that's a real thing in, in Hollywood. Um, it leads to alcoholism mm-hmm. and, and just addiction addiction and, and just a healthy unhealthy excuse me mindset um, and that could lead to not showing up on time it could just snowball into a bunch mm-hmm. of different things so when it's um, an industry that's kind of surrounded by these things in the shadows um, they can seep in and, and have and change change your direction in where you're going so Having a good foundation, a good family, you know, that's going to always check in with you and, 
and kind of hold you accountable for what you said that you were going to do is good so that you don't drift off of your path. Um, And I I started to do that at some point. Um, And uh, yeah, it just, it changed. I, I didn't really see it changing, but after looking back, I was like, I drifted off from being the model that I wanted to be to being a party boy, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it happened seamlessly. It seemed like right. because it's just part of the lifestyle. Right. You know? Yeah, totally. So, I mean, at what point did you want to create to like more of a spiritual shift in your life? And like, what was the point you got to and you were like, or was it kind of gradual it, where you were like, okay, like I don't see myself wanting to go down. Well, I was, need to make a shift here. It was a point where I, where I started to book less work because I was doing more partying, mm. and then I had to have a reflection and and say, okay, what was my what was my original goal? What did I come up here for? I came up here to model. I did that, and then what what passed that? What what else did I have planned for myself? And I didn't have anything planned for myself, so that's when I started to re reevaluate everything and look at different aspects of my life. I'm like, what else do I like to do? What 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 else do I feel like I can offer the world? Um, and I had come into um, massage. A friend of mine was a massage therapist, and he um, was doing it. And so I kind of learned from him. And then um, when I moved back to San Diego is when I went to school for it. Mm-hmm. And just that started my um, my self-healing journey. And then I started taking yoga, um, which ex- expedited that, that process because mm-hmm. yoga is so good for, for um, self-awareness and self-reflection. Um, and then I started making kombucha, um, and that was a fun hobby for me to do. Um, kept me, kept me responsible for something. Um, so all of those three things together is kind of like what helped pivot me from, from going down a a dark, dark path into coming back and finding myself and, and, and actually being a better person. Totally. Yeah. So let's go into those things a little bit deeper for some of those. So when did, like, what inspired you to really want to start practicing Bikram yoga? Did you try other types of yoga first? And what made you be like, okay, this is what I want to dedicate to? I started doing yoga on YouTube. I found some YouTubes mm-hmm. and some apps on the phone that would, you know, just bring right. you through a basic routine. So I got familiar with the poses and the style of yoga. And then I... um found I was going to 24 hour fitness and they were offering yoga class. Right. So that got me even more familiar with being in a class with people doing yoga. And then I just kept exploring different ones because I was like, Oh, this is so cool. I love this new thing that I'm doing. So I've done Kundalini, I've done Yin, I've done mm-hmm. all of them. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden I came across Bikram yoga and the discipline that it requires and it demands was something that I really needed. Yeah. And I have never looked back since Yeah, because it, it really spoke to me on a deeper level. Yeah. Yeah. Than just wanting to do yoga. It was like, this is where you need to be. Yeah. For me personally, it's the only type of yoga I've ever paid to practice. Mm -hmm. There have been other styles of yoga that I've tried or like, you know, taken experimental classes with. But I have to say, coming from a really disciplined dance training that I had where there was so much constructive criticism given, which can be difficult for a lot of people to take. I mean, like, you know, you see people in class, sometimes they get corrected and they'll like storm out of class and sure. be like, oh, I work too hard. I don't know. Do you to tell me mm-hmm. And that's like an ego trip. You know what I mean? Totally. 
But it's like those corrections are meant to help you. And yeah. I remember when I even started my practice, I was like, please, like, give me corrections because, like, I want to get better and I want to do it right. And, like, I don't want to just be, like, wasting my time here, you know? So if you have people in your life that are willing to do that for you, that's so important. And I think within the Bikram community, obviously, things have changed a little bit. And I think there's been kind of a little bit of a shift in certain things. However, the yoga itself and the, the process and the, the heat, the the style of it and everything like really stands true to what it stands for, you know, and it's, it really does give a full body workout. And I don't think that, and it's not just physical, it really is so mental as well. Like even if you're not feeling physically 100%, you can go in there and still get an incredible mental aspect of the practice, spiritual aspect of the process, uh, the practice, and even emotional. So there's so many different benefits. And some people say, oh, it's the same thing day in, day out, every single day. Yeah, you build consistency and you exactly. get a lot better every day because of that. And you get something different. You hear something different every single time. Every single time. And you're going deeper and deeper, whether you feel like you are or not, because you're just you're getting that knowledge and you're repeating the same thing over and over and over again. So you're going to become more proficient at it. Building the neural pathways. Yes, I didn't want to go into Jim's <laughs> Jim's speeches, but you know, <laughs> right. So when we mentioned Jim, we're talking about Jim Callett, who's been um, an instructor of ours for a long time. I think yes. I started taking classes with him in San Diego from the time I was like maybe, I was say two thousand ten. Mm-hmm. I around started around time. 2013, but okay. I also... Um, Actually, I think for me it was more like 2000. Yeah, no, it was, it was 2010, yeah. Yeah, I work at the studio, so I'm uh-huh. around Jim a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I love it. I love it because he's such a good source of information with the yoga, mm-hmm. and he knows the practice. He respects the practice. He yeah. would never compromise the practice, which right. I respect. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it's, we need that. We need mm-hmm. someone like that in here. And I think that maintains a person to a certain extent. I mean, like, whatever people choose to do in their life, there's some people that are, like, diehard cyclists or marathoners Mm -hmm. or whatever. I think there's a lot of things that can be done as far as sports. But, like, you and I know, like, having practice as long as we have within that environment, there's a lot of people that come in from those realms that like to use it as cross-training to stretch out those different areas. Um, I know for me that it was definitely – it has been a key ingredient to – my lasting as long as I have within the performing arts realm of things and maintaining my flexibility and and all that kind of, you know, all those aspects that are so important. It maintains you and almost kind of preserves you in a sense. Totally. As much as you invest in the practice, you'll get so much out of it. And, um, you know, I think what were some of the initial benefits that you noticed that were so different when you began starting to practice Bikram over the years or immediately that you were like, whoa? Well, I don't, I'm not a big uh, team sports person, but I do like individual sports. So I Mm -hmm. do weightlifting and I do um, Muay Thai. Yeah. So having those practices in addition to my yoga practice, Mm -hmm. it has helped me do what I like to do better. Yeah. You know, I have better awareness of my body when I'm doing uh, weightlifting or I'm more flexible when I'm throwing a kick or something. And it's it's not to, to be better at yoga, but it's to be better at everything else that I'm yeah. doing. Yeah. So I've seen it. Just to be your best self. Exactly. Exactly. And so I've seen um, a significant growth in, in um, pres- preservation mm-hmm. of my practices outside of the yoga yeah. room. Yeah. So. 
I know for me, I felt like such incredible energy and just like shifts in my skin and my overall health and my digestion. That was like a huge catalyst towards me wanting to be more conscious about actually what I was putting inside of Mm -hmm. my body because I noticed I would feel so different from one day to the next because the yoga is such a constant variable and it stays the same. Mm -hmm. I was noticing all these other variables of like, oh, when I eat this or I eat this at this time of day, like I feel so different. And, um, you know, for me, digestion was so important growing up. I had a lot of digestive issues and the yoga with, you know, certain postures would really help that. And there was different compression and release of of the intestinal organs and um, internal organs in the abdomen area that really transformed my overall health to just be so much better. But that was really what inspired me to stop eating certain things and incorporating overall like more plant-based foods into my diet and eventually making the decision to you know eat a vegan diet and eat more raw foods within that vegan realm and stuff and i completely respect that that's not everybody's choice and Mm -hmm. different things work for different people and stuff but do you feel like that shift happened for you in regards to i mean i feel like you know we've talked about this before about how you just like always really took care of your health and things but were there any shifts that you noticed that was very significant was the mental health mm-hmm. aspect of it. The physical was, was, was there, but more so the mental aspect. Um, I've had depression, anxiety mm-hmm. um, in my life. And at one point it was, it was really bad. Yeah. Um, and since practicing yoga, I've not had any bad experiences right. like that. Knock on wood. Yeah. Um, but I have to attribute it to the yoga. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's that discipline of mental focus that that has helped me rid myself of mm-hmm. those those trap trapping thoughts yeah you know um i think also the ability to see yourself grow in the mirror every single day and see your body transform and change i know that's one of the things that i love about dance and i love about the yoga practice is just seeing what my body's capable of on a day-to-day basis yes you know, and really being able to feel that and witness it around other people and see them go through it as well and move as a collective, but you're focusing on yourself and you have to focus on yourself. Yeah. 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 Now you said you began pursuing massage before you got into yoga. Now what styles of massage have you trained in and like, what is your kind of, um, favorite or your specialty? As yeah. far as what you do, I went to a really good school. It's called Pacific Coast or Pacific College of Oriental Medicine. Sorry about the name. Didn't no you? worries. <laughs> um, but it's a it's an acupuncture school, um, but they have massage programs mm-hmm. in there. And um, so I studied everything from Eastern to Western Thai massage, Swedish massage, deep tissue massage, functional training, um, proprioceptive neuromuscular facilitation, all kinds of everything that's out there they threw it at us mm-hmm. and kind of it was perfect because it kind of gave us a, a wide variety of everything that we can find our niche in and find because not everyone's going to be a, right. a, a Swedish massage therapist mm-hmm. not everyone's going to be a Thai massage therapist but we should be exposed to that and see where we fit in yes and we can pick and choose different things mm-hmm. from the from each one to combine into yeah. our own style so what I I believe in is is first calming the nervous system um, not not everyone wants a relaxing massage but I feel like it's so important for ourselves to be relaxed, our, our our nerves to be to be relaxed, so that the healing can take place. Mm-hmm. So I always start with the spine, and it's usually you know a very relaxing um, relaxing style. Um, but then I'll go deeper into the deeper connective tissues to find what's really going on with with your restrictions in your range of motion, or um, if you're having uh, um, referring pain somewhere, mm-hmm. try to figure out what that is. Um, 
Um, so I take in foot reflexology. I think it's very important because we're connected to the earth that way. So that's like feeling in people's feet where mm-hmm. certain stress is. I think it's so interesting that that can actually like, that's just, I don't know, I found that really cool. Yeah, it's very cool that on the bottom of our feet we have nerves that are connecting to every organ, every muscle, every bone in our body. And they're reflex points. So if you press on them, you can... Uh, potentially affect other parts of your shoulder or parts of your body that have no correlation to your feet you would think but yeah it's it's amazing our bodies are amazing and that even makes me think about ballet of like all the manipulation of the feet that takes place and like i don't even think there's probably much research about that but to think of all those points in the bottom of the foot and mm-hmm. how kind of distorted the foot becomes from practicing yeah. ballet what that does to the body obviously yeah. i feel like it's a beautiful practice but it's not for everybody and it is pretty brutal and high standard as far as what's expected but um you know i think as performing artists and even people that are just working a day-to-day job if they have any type of like athletic pursuits or they are dealing with different mental health emotional stress spiritual stress you know sometimes a lot of that stress can be in the tissues absolutely we hold our emotions in our tissues you know we hold our memories in our tissues Mm -hmm. as well so that is a very true uh, statement yeah. And, and, and working in a massage, you can release certain things. You can have people crying on your table yeah. or having a great burst of out, uh, great laughter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all that is possible because we're, we're, we are our bodies. Totally. And, yeah. So, so what um, process, are there any types of massage that you would recommend for certain people that do a lot of... Um, like activities, like if people are more into cycling or they're more into weightlifting or they're just looking for more of a relaxing massage, like which massages do you feel like are better for um, different types of people regarding like certain athletic? Mm. Do you see any consistency I, with that? I don't see any consistency. Okay. I think it depends. It's a very individual mm-hmm. thing. What 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 you want um, and also what you do can depend can vary and mm-hmm. two people can do the same thing and, and want different therapists i think okay it's all about what makes you comfortable what makes you relax because that, like i said it's you need to be relaxed in order to receive a good treatment so mm-hmm. if if you're doing something just because someone else says to do it like if you get a deep tissue massage but you really don't want a deep tissue <laughs> massage you're not gonna have a good experience <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's all about the connection with your massage therapist and and, <clears throat> and the style of massage that you choose to to have but um um foot reflexology i I would say is for everybody um because it's it's not as invasive you Mm -hmm. don't have to take your clothes off Mm -hmm. you can do it in a chair um and that's a good starting point i think for people that Um, are getting used to also being touched by someone too because a lot of people that there can be a little bit uncomfortable Mm -hmm. with being touched by another human being and that can they may even have like negative memories around that or yeah um but i think even just the touch Mm-hmm. So Reiki is another another modality that I've learned, mm-hmm. um, and I think that is very powerful. That could be even more powerful than a massage because the human touch, we need that as mm-hmm. humans. We need to have contact with each other, and and it doesn't have to be in, in a sexual way or a, or a, a manipulative way or mm-hmm. an overpowering way. It's just a simple— Or even like a, an abusive way. An abusive yeah. way, no. And, and you can really work through trauma um, with the proper touch and— we need that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's Absolutely. another reason why I enjoy what I do as far as massage. You're able to like offer people that healing. Yeah. Yeah. And when it comes to kombucha, we know like 
we have a, a mutual friend, Jake, mm-hmm. um, who actually started the company in, initially, right? Or he was didn't it start something? the company. Oh, okay. No, he was making kombucha at his house, and um, we became friends, and I learned how to make kombucha through him. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake's retired. He never wanted to start a business. I know. So I was like, we need to start a business. We need to make this a business. He's just like, I don't want to do that. You do it. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Have fun. Yeah. But I don't want to be a part of right, it. Right. I'm like, okay. But I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so I, I tried, you know, starting starting the business a couple years ago, um, but I wasn't ready. I wasn't responsible, and I didn't. I just I wasn't ready. It wasn't the right time. It wasn't the right time. Um, so I just I kept making it at home and doing it myself. And uh, this past October, I got fed up of seeing new brands of kombucha on the shelves everywhere I go, and I'm thinking I make better kombucha than they do i've been making it longer than they have <laughs> yeah. and i know i can do it so it's time yeah it, it was more out of frustration that i went <laughs> and took the leap <laughs> and said you know let's make let's make this happen so i'm doing it all by myself jake is still supporting me oh, as totally. far as um you know encouragement mentorship yeah and he's great in that way i mean we both know him through mm-hmm. the yoga community he he is he is retired from his original profession which was in uh, scouting for yeah. professional hockey in canada um, but you know, he, I feel like Jake's the type of person you can go to him when you really need a kick in the butt mm-hmm. to like oh, yeah. get moving on stuff. And he will not sugarcoat things. He will tell you exactly what you need to do. Even he doesn't care what you think Everyone about it. Everyone needs a friend like Jake. Absolutely. Yeah. I know that I've gone to him many times in my life where I was just kind of like at a crossroads and I was like, what should I do? And he's mm-hmm. just like, you need well, whatever it is, right, you know, right. and he'll be really brutally honest. And I I'm the type of person that I really appreciate that. And I like need people like that in my life. And I love having people in that of that, you know, Mm -hmm. of that breed in my life. So, um, I think that that's awesome that he's, you know, able to support you in that way too. Yeah. Sometimes we can get caught up in friends that are just always saying, Oh yeah, you're doing everything great. Affirmation. Yeah. And Jake is not that. at all, And I appreciate that so (laughs) much more because you need someone to keep you right and push you and push you. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And kind of hold up a mirror to you and, and show you the truth. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and he does that in the yoga room, too. I know that he's done that with me in my practice being like, why aren't you going deeper? Why aren't you pushing further? And like, mm-hmm. you know, in front of a class full of people and he'll just be like, you need to kick out or like you need to do this or whatever and yeah. stuff. So but it's I think just in general, if you have people in your life that challenge you even just to embrace that even though they are challenging personalities because oftentimes i feel like if you're getting affected by that it is like more of your own ego getting in the way and it's preventing you from seeing a more like open-minded perspective on something that you could view in a totally different and like awesome way and those challenges that you go through in life i think one of the things that really was just affirmed to me again through practicing yoga was when you go through those challenging times in your life like you you grow if you avoid them and you try to you know it's like if you avoid during a certain posture like we see this with like Mm -hmm. people that we practice with or may have even experienced this in our own practice like you you don't want to go that certain length you you want to stay at your comfort zone you want to practice at that spot in the room Mm -hmm. you're not going to grow as much if Mm -hmm. you're like really pushing beyond that yeah and a lot of that has to do with letting go yeah and, and not having expectations, mm-hmm. you know, you can, it's some expectation is nice. You know, you want it to not be raining hail outside when you go outside, but um, it's not always going to be sunny. So you have to be um, flexible with mm-hmm. that and be open. You know? Totally. And there's a lot, I feel like also we see in the yoga room of people that deal with 
things not working out or not going their way or they fall out of a posture or something. It's like some people will be like, oh, like muttering things to themselves or whatever. But it's important, I think, one of the things that comes back to the yoga practice, and this translates into accomplishing other things in your life because we have very little control, if any, that's very arguable about things in life. And I think our ability to just make the best out of the situation and, you know, if you fall out of a posture, oftentimes in in the Bikram practice, they talk about just get right back in, just like go back to where you started as soon as you possibly can and don't like waste a lot of time, like use the time that you have to make the most of it. And, um, you know, I think to be able to try different things. I mean, it's amazing to see, you know, you like going into so many different realms and making this business what it is. And, you know, for some people who may know of kombucha, but they don't really understand all of the health benefits of it. And they're just like, oh, this is like the new trendy drink. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, some people just, they don't really like know what it is. Like what exactly is important about the process that you use, the quality of ingredients that you use, and why do you believe in the product that you're um, offering in maybe in comparison to other products? Mm -hmm. Um, Kombucha is traditionally made with black tea. Excuse me. Sorry. Um, But I make mine with green tea, and that's part of uh, my own little spin on it, um, just because I like the taste and it's a lot lighter. Kombucha is a fermented tea. So there are uh, probiotics in there that help with your gut bacteria, mm-hmm. amino acids that help feed your organs and your cells. Um, so any digestive issues, it can help resolve. Yeah. Um, I don't want to make any claims. Right. That, you know. Yeah, everybody's different. And I feel like everybody's enzyme activity within their colon and their gut bacteria is so different. But it can be an option for people that are interested to do that. Yeah. And it, it just it's helping your body get back to its normal function and your body's going to heal itself naturally you just have to give it the right conditions to do so and i think kombucha is one of those things as opposed to um, a juice or um, a soda Mm -hmm. you know something with high sugar and and just feeding feeding you it's not healing you it's It's feeding like unhealthy bacteria very destructive to your like blood sugar levels your your liver your kidneys all that stuff it's definitely a little bit more harsh in that sense yeah yeah so, I mean, as far as what, um, where you're sourcing, like, are all of the ingredients and things, like, where do you like to go? All organic. I go to specialty produce to yes. get my, my fruits and vegetables that I juice to make to mm-hmm. make my um, kombucha. So, you know it's the best if you're shopping a Exa- specialty. Exactly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I do a two-week fermentation, um, and then I bottle everything and i do another fermentation in the bottle that really helps to pack in the co2 Mm -hmm. i don't like to uh inject co2 artificially into Mm -hmm. my kombucha i i've heard that's what people do people actually even did that that's what i yeah that's what i hear that's kind of gross because it's kind of hard to keep the keep it fizzy (laughs) when you get it to the yeah yeah. but um the way i do it i think it's been working pretty well i have to say having had a lot of different brands of kombucha Mm that I really like your brand of kombucha a lot because I find that sometimes people get offended by how like much like vinegary mm-hmm. a kombucha can taste and also how intensely carbonated it can be and then they're like burping a lot afterwards and yes. they're just like, Whoa, this is intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um I always find that when I have yours, like it's very like pleasant. The flavors like it's not overly sweet, it's not overly sour. It's just like just the right mix and balance of everything. Yeah. And I feel like I don't even need a lot 
lot to like enjoy the benefits of what it offers as well. Totally. So, and you don't, and and I'm glad that you pointed out that yeah. it's kind of in the middle of being uh, sweet and sour because mm-hmm. I wanted that. I wanted it to be that way a because I know a big complaint was people didn't like it because it was too sour and mm-hmm. too vinegary, mm-hmm. and I wanted it to be for everyone. You know, right. not just for the you know those health minded people that are going to drink it no matter what. It's just like make it as sour as possible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> so I wanted to include everyone in that yeah. and, and and I had to change the flavor of it to right. to make it more palatable for people. So I'm glad you noticed that. Yeah, definitely. And so are the flavors something that you like to do like with changing of the seasons or is it just kind of like whatever you're feeling like Yeah, no, I I have um some flavors that I want to keep going consistently. to keep consistently, yeah. but I do absolutely want to add more flavors mm-hmm. because there's so much out there totally especially here at specialty yeah. we have so much fruit like here. international international produce, yes like stuff that grows locally like, like stuff that you really cannot get anywhere else totally in the world yeah um i know some of the favorite flavors that i've had are the pomegranate blueberry the ginger mint and um I don't know if there's any here right now at Specialty, but the mango and the mm. watermelon, those yes. are two of my favorites. Yes. Is it watermelon mint the, that you usually make, or is it just watermelon? No, it's just watermelon, okay, but okay. that watermelon mint sounds good. Yeah. I might have to try might that for the summer. Try that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 10%. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> for real. <laughs> I'll get a little kickback. <laughs> no, but um, I, I just, uh, I made a grapefruit flavor mm. with a little bit of rose, a hint of rosemary in it. Interesting. Um, now, what it, kind of grapefruit are you using? Just ruby red or, or a blanco? Uh, ruby red grapefruit. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, and uh, strawberry lemonade with mm. a little bit of thyme. Nice. Yes. So those are my two new flavors I brought out for the spring. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the summer we'll be doing some Well, it's more. definitely optimal season for strawberries right now. They're really, really delicious. Always mm. like February, pretty much between, I want to say... Uh, you know, up until summertime, it's like really peak season for strawberries right now. So yeah. I'll have to get my hands on some mm, of that, Cortland. So good. Now, in regards to just, you know, generally, like if you could give advice to anybody who's listening who might be going through a difficult time or um, any even teenagers that are wanting to pursue their dreams, they might feel a little bit intimidated by that. I think anybody going after a goal that might be like, oh, I'm not really deserving of this or I don't know, you know, how to make it happen. And I see everybody else doing all these things that are successful. Mm -hmm. But what advice would you give to someone who's just kind of on the cusp of really wanting to move on in their life and and achieve something? I would say do it because you can. Mm -hmm. It's not like anyone. No one's stopping you but yourself and your own mind. Because you can really, you can literally do anything in this world if if you put enough effort behind it, a good um, a heart behind it, good purpose behind it, you can achieve anything. You can make the connections you need to make. The universe will start to provide for you, and if you listen and pay attention, you can find that way. And it won't be as hard as you think it is. You know, our our biggest hurdle is getting past our own our own biggest critic ourselves and and talking ourselves out of things talking ourselves into things instead of talking ourselves out of things and just go 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 pursue it don't Mm -hmm. stop until until you can look back and say oh yeah i did that and i promise you you will do it totally and it reminds me a lot of you know they always say that your most difficult part of getting to like yoga class or any type of fitness class but specifically yoga is like the hardest part is just getting here absolutely now the real show up yeah show up every day no matter Mm -hmm. if you don't feel like doing it show up if you're tired show up show up and you will make progress absolutely well Corton, thank you so much for being here (laughs) where can people get in touch with you and find your products you can go to our website it's ownbrewingcompany.com 
Or you can check us out on Instagram at Om Kombucha. And yeah. Yay. All right. Thank you so much for being here, Cortland. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Vibrant Raw Living. Remember that you are just as worthy, deserving, and capable of achieving and maintaining your dreams as much as anyone else. If you have found this podcast useful, please subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud and share it with your friends and family. You can find links to my Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, and Snapchat in the show notes below. And if you'd like to follow me for updates, which I only share via email, come on over to my website at victoriamadian.com. I love you and I'm wishing you a wonderful day. Go out there and discover your infinite potential. 